Sunday. This is one of those days. The day of rest. When you wake up. The time for reflection. The birds are chirping. To take stock. You're smelling the clippings <laughs> off the lawn. Except on Triple A. The Gem, the newest and most exciting prize and rewards program. The Gem is giving away even more. Thegem.com. This is the Sunday Rub. For Reed Hot Water and McDonald's. Triple M Rocks Footy. They don't get much bigger than this afternoon. Sydney up against Collingwood from the SCG for McDonald's. Reem Hot Water, Triple M Rocks footy, and this is where Duck dominated when it came to the big games. He just imprinted himself on it. We're going to speak to Duck in a minute. He's got so much stuff to go with off the top. Jay-Z has done his uh, top 100 at Money Earners. I love that. Ross Lyon is going to be here as well. Lee Montagna, he's taking the world by storm at the moment. We've got Angus Brayshaw coming up. Jay-Z's big three. Sydney assistant Dean Cox, Duck up against Jay-Z in the quiz. Hitch your caravan is back. Sponsored and retired Collingwood defender Jordan <laughs> Ruffhead, who's the senior assistant of the Magpies AFLW side. But let's get straight into it because it is a massive game. They don't come much bigger than mm. this. Collingwood can go to second or Sydney can go up there. Collingwood go to fifth if they lose. It's exciting. <laughs> Great to see Nate's up and about today. Brandy. Anyone just bother to talk after <laughs> that? You are up and about, that was a great Brandy. intro. Yeah, you're going to lift the spirits we coordinated of everyone. Jay-Z's I'm, still thinking I'm, about his own. You're going to lift everyone today. I've worked today. out, Brownie, when you do that, you got to name someone. <laughs> yeah. You've got to put exactly. you got to get them to okay. put your head down. I look over the captain of the team, <laughs> Dark, who embraces us and leaves. I was looking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> get going. I, 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 excuse me. I would, I would officially like to. I'd officially like to actually right now say that uh, Joey – I'm naming Joey as my uh, partner in the quiz. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking him. What's happened to your voice, Duck? What's happened to your voice? As the first draft pick. No, I've, it's uh, been going for a couple of days, and um, I actually had last night off, um, but couldn't get today off. So, uh, <laughs> here, I, so here I am. Sorry uh, to put you through as, it. As tough and as courageous <laughs> as ever, Brown. Not not too many blokes have been. No, I'm not sick at all. I've just got a bit of a husky right. voice. Anything to do with last um, weekend? Uh, no, nothing to do with that. But I, I'm really happy to see that I've been dropped off the A-list. I never even thought I was on the A-list, to be honest. Well, well I didn't want to bring that up with you. I'm glad you raised it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> During the week, uh, they, brought out, in, they brought out a new A-list mm. in the Herald Sun, mm. Melbourne's A-list. Well, that'd and be a long list. And unfortunately, our man, <laughs> well, apparently he was A-list, but he's been taken post, off post the 50. A-list. Once you post, don't you're over 50, then I've you always, just start to drop down I've the always list. I've always been a C, uh, C grade. No, you haven't. Well, even when you get all that work. Not to me. <laughs> Not in your mind. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, I, I, uh, yeah, I was shattered when I read that, Brownie. Do you think I'm... that Jay Z? He had a big week. He's done his top hundred. Do you think he had anything to do with the the A list as well? Oh, um, so you're, my, you're in my triple A list, Duck. You still get invites, you know Duck, Duck, you? You like, still get invites like, to most of these things. You get envelopes say, coming all the say, time. Getting, what were you, Pots I, I keep getting the red carpet <laughs> invites to all the events. <laughs> I just don't turn up. To <laughs> So uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, no, it's uh, it's always interesting when you read those types of things. Not that I read it, Brownie, but you're across everything. People's haircuts, whether they've been dropped off an A list, uh, you know what their what their fashion. You called me Rue Boy today when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> you head to toe of Nike. It, just, Nike it takes me back to the mid nineties. Yeah, it does. Although this stuff is uh, sort of not nineties, Brett. Not. Uh, Right. Style. Actually, there isn't. We got an email. There is a Nike sale on at the moment, so maybe Duck just needed to go get the Nike gear on the who discount. Who's got an email? Yeah. Did you not get it? No, where did it come from? Sale at Nike. Yeah. So did you go load and up? Who's who needed the discount? email? It'd be, from? Fair, it'd be fair to say I, I yeah, get a little more than the discount. Is it true it's free for life? Is it true it's free for life for you? No, I, I uh, Nike have been very good to me for a long time, and they've uh, they can 
continue to look after me. But uh, and all your family likes getting Christmas presents um, from Nike. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Careys and Sylvanas, right? They just decked out in Nike. I tell you what, I didn't do is I never abused it. I never abused the uh, the Nike contract. So you'd go in there and you, you had your brother in there, and he's trying to back up the truck with all the stuff. <laughs> but I never did that. I never did that. How no, was your um, brother did? The, the, I remember the yeah, ad, Dick, Dick ad you did, did. Yeah, the ad you did with Lordo, uh, where yeah, you're out fun. on a, a driving range. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And um, I thought Duck was the better actor in that as well. I thought Lord, Lordo was just a bit <laughs> stiff. Well, well, that was his first <laughs> Nike one. And I'd done the Ruboy ones with, you know, bumping trucks over yeah. and all of those different ones. And then they, and Lloydie was the new kid on the block, so he got the Nike contract. And he had the major role in that, though. I think he had a few more kicks, remember? You're kicking it at the – it was like we were driving – uh, it was like With a, footies. It was oh, footy, that's right. Footy range and yeah. uh, hitting the, the kid in the golf cart uh, or the footy cart. And uh, Lloyd-O, yeah, Lloyd-O, he's very stiff. He still, <laughs> he still is a little bit stiff, lloyd but uh, he's very funny. Choice Hotels around the grounds need a break. Book direct and save with choicehotels.com. So we've got Hawthorne taking on Richmond in a few moments' time. What happens there? So Richmond, Jay-Z, if they win, they play finals football. They're in. But uh, all all eyes on uh, the massive game, Carlton Collingwood, next Sunday. That's the biggest home and away game. Round 23, 85,000 the MCG next week. That is going to be an incredible game, an incredible atmosphere uh, between the two arch-rivals. You're right, a win for Richmond today um, is important. It locks them in, of course. Western Bulldogs, they were a bit disappointing yesterday against the Giants who tried to play keepings off them, but they're still in the hunt. We'll hear from Luke Beveridge a little bit later. But, look, Kyle... I didn't expect a keynote speech on it, Jay. <laughs> just, just to summarise Sorry, it. someone wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> Big game, though, today, Jay-Z. Before we get yes. to the next son, Collingwood, yes. Carlton, the game today that we're going to cover later, Sydney Collingwood, is massive because... I reckon Jay gave you a bad look then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know you're number one Juno here, old son. Don't worry about Robbo. Whoever wins today finishes second, I think. So that's a massive game that's that we're going to do later today, yeah. Sydney uh, College. Uh, huge. Haven't we been lucky with the Sunday games? Like, we got this one today, and then next week, obviously, is, is huge. And, and we're Collingwood Essendon as well. Yeah, I know. We've been incredibly lucky this year to have some absolute rippers, and it, uh, and it's, it starts today and finishes next week, Ross. It's our last Sunday next week, can you believe it? Well, when I oh, walked in, disappointing. <laughs> when I walked in today, Doug, I said, has anybody got anything they want to raise? And you said, I've got a couple well, of things you, to go with off the else, top. I'll tell you what else I've got off the top. Now, you say A-lister, and I don't get it. So I've, I've managed to get myself some uh, tickets to Elton John and also Billy Joel, who's coming. They're both coming to Australia, obviously, and they're pretty big. and Massive. Let's, let's be honest, I've got the best seats in the house. And uh, But you know the age gap when when I, I get home, all, I'm all excited, and I said to Jess, you know, I've got Elton John tickets, I've got Billy Joel. She said... Can you get me Justin Bieber? Do a leaper. Was not happy at all about those those the greatest artists you know going around. She wanted the Beeb. Wanted the Beeb. Um, so you know you've sort of. Uh, so what's that saying about the relationship? Well, mm. well, no, the relationship's fine. It just says I'm old and she's young. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was where Jay Z was going. Hey Jay Z, you've got yes. your article, yeah. so you've been you've been. Uneasy about it the whole time, but there's four of you I noticed that have been yeah. listed on this article. The yeah. top 100 mm. earners. Mm. Uh, it's only early days, but how's the feedback been? Silence is bliss, that's for sure. When your uh, phone doesn't beep at uh, six o'clock in the morning after something like this, it's always good news. So, 
The bottom 50 was out yesterday, the top 50 today. I don't really feel like there's any massive surprises. Uh, you, know, you know, Martin, Fife, McGovern, etc. Franklin, Grundy is a big story at the moment, Tom So Lynch. go through the top yeah, five. Just top slow five. it down. Because it's down it's been hard to find. I must admit, I went online, I tried to find it. You couldn't click through. It, right. it was disappointing me. So uh, okay. Ross has found it. Very accessible there on the Herald Sun website. Get your Sunday Herald Sun today. It's in there, the full detail. But obviously... Um, <laughs> four bucks for the paper now. Is it? Oh, yeah. what? what? I went and got the paper this morning. Four bucks. Four bucks for the Herald Sun. What can you buy for $4 that has as much content as and much crap. information <laughs> and A-list, etc.? A coffee? Okay, let's go through the top five one by one. I, I keep trying, but you keep me interrupting. Right Sorry. Um, I, but I'm wary of speaking too long in case Ross is sort of going to give me another Sorry, another way, I, Sorry, I, I, I was a bit harsh. You wouldn't have survived in the kangaroo. That's the third time I've tried to get yesterday. The actual footy content is good. Thanks, The rest of it's crap. (laughs) I bought the paper. The top 100 wasn't in there. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. I I read the paper from back to front and I couldn't find it. So who's number number one? Let's talk about who's under. Shay Bolton. Jeez, he's in for a pay rise. 650 ahead of him, man. He's at 99 or something, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to get a big boost on his. Give Jay Z his platform now. Sorry. On his uh, next contract, I think Tom Stewart also getting unders for the superstar football he plays. At the top of the order, it's Dustin Martin, as we know. But you flesh this out. I mean, what, what does the future hold for Dustin Martin? He's on $1.2 to $1.3 million. He's got a hamstring issue at the moment. Uh, Richmond say he's obviously you know still, still dealing with the death of his father. So... It's been, you know, a really traumatic time for Dusty, and you know whether we're going to see him for Richmond next year. I think that's all still play to still to play out. Sydney are saying that they don't have a lot of interest with him. Gold Coast maybe, but I think it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for Dusty Martin. Jeremy McGovern, uh, number three, of course, that was a huge deal at West Coast. Lance Franklin, we know the money he's on, and Brady Grundy at number five. It's become pretty clear that Collingwood don't want to carry that contract What's anymore. Nine fifty average. Nine fifty. So. Um, you know, I, I think Melbourne are the clear front runner there for his services. We'll get your opinion on that later. Um, Ross, Tom Lynch at Richmond, of course, next six. Jeremy Cameron, uh, superstar footballer. Marcus Bontepelli, eight. Luke Beveridge said last night he's been dealing with some injury issues and a ductor last night. Cornelio, nine. We know the big money the Cornelio's Giants are on. on 900. Yep. Brad Hill at 12. Brad Hill, eight fifty to nine fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. But that's not Brad Hill's fault. No, absolutely no, not. Exactly not. Right. I'm not. Good luck to Brad and, Hill. And why recruit someone as a winger and pay him that money and, and don't play him on the wing? If I'm yep. still fascinated by the answer. <laughs> so to he's that. on more than Lockie Neal at the moment, Bradley Hill. And uh, good luck to Brad. You want him to get that money, but the <clears> question's <throat> got to be asked to St Kilda. So you got Bradley Hill on big money. You've also got Dan Hanbury on pretty big money. It's a similar thing to what North Melbourne did. They got players in who probably didn't perform to what they expected, paid them big money, and they've got themselves in a bit of a hole. But what so- you want them to be, so Brownie, is club decisions. <coughs> Signed off, governance, goes to the board, yep. And so then everyone's all in because there's a lot of noise about Brad Hill. But Brad Hill was playing elite football, yeah, under me, mm. um, B&F, and, but Absolutely they, they dived in, bought him back to Melbourne, offered him the big money. You wanted it to be a club decision. And then again, I'll say it again, don't play him. In his pet position. Now, I know the wing role's changed a little bit, but he played under Alistair Clarkson. So Ratton and Rath work with him closely. So I don't know how they're not getting the best out of him. Played at half forward again mm. the other night. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked if Alistair Clarkson taps his shoulder. Yeah, well, I wouldn't he, be shocked. If either. he lands at North Melbourne, I think that Brad Hill would be high, high on his list. I think they caught up mid-year. Um, I think Healy was dealing with a few issues and the criticism's been a lot for him over the journey. So I think Clarko and him remain close mates. And if he as expected takes over North Melbourne, I reckon there'd be a cup of tea there. Liam Shields is another one. So 
They're all there, Brownie. I think what's interesting from a club perspective is the different way clubs structure their payments. And at Geelong, it's really unique. They've got sort of two players on big money and Cameron and Dangerfield. And then underneath that level, it is very flat. So Selwood, Hawkins, Blitzars, Guthrie, Stewart, very flat across that 550, 600 structure. And as that has been one of the big key pillars, one of the secrets to their success. And we're seeing them emerge, as you've been saying, Joey, for months now, as the team to beat for this year's premiership. Do you think they got additional services agreements with, because they're unique and they're Geelong and you can't tell me players are just sitting there copying three hundred thousand dollars under their net worth. Well, every club, every club's got one point two million dollars in ASAs, and um, you know the AFL polices this heavily. So when Frank Costa, oh, okay, so they can, so these figures are just contracts, so they can get ASA those guys in addition. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, but, that but makes the sense. AFL yeah. polices this. So I think GWS were trying to arrange a deal with Jeremy Cameron for like huge money, extra four hundred on the side, and the AFL said no. Think. That Gary Ablett got a deal knocked on the head with Frank Frank Costas. Yeah, right. Uh, business. It's messy. Like Juddy had Vizzy. Which broke the whole system. Yeah. That broke the system. Basically. Why yeah. is that? Well, it was um Oh, that's why they brought in a cap on the ASL. Yeah. The right. AFL um <clears throat> rejected it, I'm pretty right. sure. When so. I think of Juddy, I think of recycling. That's uh, I think it's worked well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but can I think the interesting bit for me is Essendon. Yeah. They've got two players on seven hundred thousand. Yep. Hurley mm-hmm. and uh Heppel. So they could have uh, massive salary cap they got space. Sheil and Merritt, 800. And Devin Smith retires. Yep. Yeah. Gee whiz. They're, they're... So they've been active in they're the market. They're in the market, aren't they, for they're... key forward? Yeah. Wow, question we? I'll ask you about Hawthorne. You look at Hawthorne who are playing right here now, and we heard last year they were trying to get rid of maybe Tom Mitchell, Jay Gromira, both on 850 grand a year mm-hmm. at the moment. So that is a big, big payout for Hawthorne. They've also got a lot of int- uh, other clubs have got a lot of interest in Gunston, who they have to re-sign. I would have thought Brisbane. <clears throat> yeah, and may uh, may let Liam Shields go again. He might be tied to Clarkson. I'm told that behind the scenes that Collingwood is the most active club. Graham Wright is flat out on the phones at the moment. So there's certainly plenty happening in there. And uh, yeah, well, they've got two big boys, haven't they? Dugowie. Yep. who's out of contract, is yep. a free agent. So clubs can take him mm-hmm. and give up nothing by sorry. That's right, where Grundy has to be a trade. I know we've asked you this before, but has there ever been a player that's been upset because you've undervalued them? <laughs> <laughs> um, not not directly. Not directly. Not directly. Um I think Max Gorn had a bit of a, a bit of a go. I'm still asking to see his, his tax return from that year because I reckon it still was correct. He was the one who was most grumpy, it's fair to say. But, um, Brownie, can we talk about last night's game being the game of the year? It might also have been the call of the year from one of our colleagues. Can we take a listen to Lee Montagna, whose star is absolutely mm. on the rise. Alistair Clarkson's been badgering him. Just take a listen to the uh, 287. He's put trying to put his grumpy face on now, like he doesn't like the uh, the attention. congratulations he and attention. Yeah. He, but he brought it to the table. It. Have a listen to uh, Lee Montagna's <laughs> call. Been in working on this all morning. Oh, I have Gorn tries to punch it forward. Sard sitting off the back. Ball taps towards Carlton's side of the stoppage. Jake Lehman with a head bandage. Picks it up. Screws it into the corridor. Motlop bounces over his head. Melbourne have got the numbers. Jaden Hunt's going to send it inside 50. Ben Brown's top of the square. So is Cozzy Pickett lurking. Can the Blues hang on? Melchim taps it in the path. Cozzy Pickett around the body. He's going to get the goal. You're kidding me. He's going to get the goal. And Melbourne have hit the front. That's brilliant. 
Well yeah. done, Joey. You know, and you just deepened the voice. Why did he play that? You deepened the voice just at the end. I don't deepen the voice like you, Brownie. I don't deepen the voice like I think I'm Jonathan Brown right at the end. You know what I loved about that, Joey? You said before Cozzy got the ball, Cozzy Pickett's lurking. He picked it. Yeah. Yeah. He looked he lively. Lurking, and very Bruce-like, wasn't it? A few, uh, few seconds later, well and then kicked the goal. Top of your game, Joey. Outstanding. Yeah, he's speed kills, though, does it? I'd watch the replay of that. Yeah. Nunes was doing his best to he find tried, him. He tried he hard. didn't do didn't much. Do right? He actually got a tackle yeah. in. Anyone with less speed, ball handling, kick, doesn't take I, the opportunity. I think a few people think that uh, Lever deliberately uh, kicked that ball inside the corridor. I reckon he was he was trying to go in that direction. He wasn't trying to go exactly dark, where he went. Dark, yeah. dark, you need to watch first you crack tonight. 100% it was a set play. You watch tonight. I they you, actually set well, it up. I, well, they set it what, up beautifully. I'll tell you what, wasn't a set, watch, uh, what, watch. what wasn't a set play, Joey, was the fact that the bounce nearly bounced over his head. He didn't. Wasn't trying to bounce I, it over the guy's I like, head. I like that piece, but I did read the moment place said we trained for it, we executed perfectly. Well, if you really break it down, Carlton had control of the ball, miss an uncontested mark. Yeah, yeah yes. Melbourne bomb it to a 3v1 down Melton the line. Should lose it. it every day of the yeah. week. Like, him in the head, Tell you what, Cristiano you know. Ronaldo would have been happy with that Joey's header out of bounds oh. from Lockie Yellen. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? Joey's man that he hitched his caravan to, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the best defender in the game. <laughs> Was in that pack, uh, McGovern, and couldn't get a fist on it. Oh, uh, uh, one on I'm three. You used to work in McGovern. You got no, confused with his brother. No, you, you, you said when he was coming back, I thought David Dench was coming back. I tell you back. what, for a big portion of the game last night, McGovern, Lewis Young, and Marchbank did a great job holding up yeah. Melbourne. They, I thought that was super, Carlton. We'll get into it later. Yep. I thought the Blues were enormous. Good to be first fair. They were stiff to lose. Triple M rocks footy. Oh, that was tasty. Let's get to this next man who was a star again last night. Signed a new contract, so maybe he'll be in Jay-Z's next edition of the top 100 players. But Angus Brayshaw, 38 disposals last night in a massive win against the Blues. Welcome to the Sunday, Rub. And we've heard overnight and this morning that the players were calm. They had it all planned. They know what they're doing in the last two minutes. Take us through it. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, um, yeah, look, it's uh, interesting. You look back the week before, we're in the same position against Collingwood and... and don't quite get across the line. So we've had a, a really good week, I would say, in terms of preparing for, for that sort of game. And, you know, coming into finals and playing finals, that's, you know, games are probably going to look like more often than not. So I thought that we really uh, executed well. As, you know, you just said, I thought we stayed calm. And there's a difference, obviously, between staying calm and, you know, you can say that. That's all well and good, but you actually have to execute. And I thought we did a good job of that last night. Now, Angus, can you tell Duck that that kick from Jake Lever was was planned <laughs> because Ste- Salem, and, Salem and Stephen May <laughs> went into the corridor so that you knew if you won the footy, they would be free in the corridor. Jake Lever knew they were there and he pulled the kick because yeah, Duck's calling no, bull dust on, on hang it. Hang on. He knew he was going to oh. bounce the ball over that. Well, he didn't plan to bounce over oh, Motlock, okay. but he knew the boys were in the corridor Why would they free. they be free? They, turned into Greg Williams, Carl- did he? Hey? Turned into Greg Williams, did <laughs> he? Tell her that was, that was all set up, but that was part of your, your play to win sort of scenario, wasn't it, from the stoppage? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't put it past Rick to have um, intentionally <laughs> bounced it like that. He's a, he's a special uh, footballer. <laughs> oh, so we'll just, uh, yeah, he, he's kept that one tucked up his sleeve for a while. He's kept you all in the dark with some um, stupid plays over the journey, but he's really got that sort of stuff in his wheelhouse. But no, uh, look, we, you know, the, the setups are there for, um, you know, when you're under pressure, like, you know, it's a pressure kick and. Uh, you know, it worked out for us, but that's that's why you have all the structures and the setups, and you put all the preparation and planning. And so when you're under the pump like that, and you do hack one out, um, it you know that's you know where you, your numbers are, and um, you know it worked for us. But we you know we plan for that stuff, so it's um it's not just a brain fade from Rick. 
And even though you you do plan for that stuff, there was a there, in the dying stages when Gorn kicked that ball into Melcham, who invariably marked the footy. Um, Gorney looked a little bit confused. He was looking around going, do I go up? Do I stay back? He and did. he sort of got halfway in between and invariably it came to him and, and, and you know, it all worked out. But he, there was a little bit of confusion there as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's high pressure. So it's not, you know, you draw the play up and you try and script as best you can. But it, obviously, you know, things don't happen the way that you draw them up in the, in the, um, on the training track and in the, you know, strategy room and stuff. So, if, you know, going out, I'm not exactly sure, you know, I haven't watched the vision yet, but, you know, you also trust the players to actually, you know, go out and play footy in the end of the, at the end of the day. I think, you know, Gorney's, he, yeah, it looks great now, um, the way it's all turned out, but, um, you know, there's got to be room for your players to actually, you know, have a little bit of instinct in there too. And, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, we're sitting here, it's worked out pretty well for us, hasn't it? Angus, um, how did the how did Cosy Pickett's match winner feel to you on the field? You've been playing footy for a long time now. What is it, uh, eight seasons? You won the premiership last year. You've had so many highs. How, how did you feel on the field when you saw Cosy Pickett, you know, snap that goal, half tackled, and see the ball sail through with ten seconds remaining? What, what what's that what's that feeling like? Yeah, it's um, you're right. You know, it's it's hard to put into words. I think in the context of our season, it's such a huge moment. We've had some really close. Losses we've in all. I'm, oh, you know, I saw some stat the other day of all the games we've lost, we've had leads, and they've been tight games, and we just haven't been able to get across the line in all of them. You know, I mentioned the Collingwood game. There's I've been other games like that one. So for us to, you know, we feel like we've been our method. Our you know, we want to be a forward half team, and we've got the most of it there. We just haven't been able to click and finish. So when that one goes through, I think you see the emotion um, come out. The, the, the atmosphere, the crowd was incredible. Everyone mm. sort of sensed how big a moment that was for us as as a club. I'm I'm, I'm a believer in that you know that moment being something that could potentially propel us into the back, uh, you know the you know finals, and and that can really be a, a touch touchstone for us going forward. It's just um, you watch the play build up up to that. That's um, how Melbourne, you know, how we would like to play ideally. You know, big contest, bring it to the front. You know, Melsham's there, Cosy's there. You know, we're winning contests behind the ball and at stoppage. Uh, you know, the last two minutes are, you know, is 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 what we can be as a football club. And um, when that goal went through, you know, far out, I'm sure watching at home there were people, um, you know, who thought, oh, here we go again, sort of thing. My mum was had had already started forming her text to me saying, you know, you tried the artist, you did everything you could. <laughs> and um, you know, so you know, everyone would have been watching that, thinking, oh, geez, here we go. But um, you know, I think it's. Great for our, our football club, not just the players, the coaches, but you know the, the supporters as well. They would have loved watching that. Now, Angus, you signed your long-term deal, but coincidentally, you've been shifted back into the midfield the last few weeks. <laughs> Was that a clause in the contract, mate? Or, uh, but you seem yeah. to be really enjoying it. Is that your pet spot? And you've excelled it on a wing and half yeah. back would be all Australian, but you've got every attribute from midfield and you're back in there. It's great to see. How are you feeling being back in there? Yeah, um, it was clause one A straight back in, so <laughs> the timing worked perfect. Uh, look, uh, yeah, I appreciate the kind words. I um, my my biggest thing has and always will be doing whatever the, the team needs. And Chappie, our backs coach, sat me down at the start of the year and said, "Mate, we need you to come back here." And um, the week that you know I, I went back into the uh, midfield, the week I signed my contract, Goody sat me down and said, "Look, mate, we need you to, to play inside." And I think it's a strength. Uh, you know, you know, being able to be able to Play different roles at a at a you know really strong level, which is something that I you know I take a lot of pride in being able to help the team in in so many different ways. But um, you know, I, for, for me personally, I, that's where 
that's where I get my joy from is you know helping the team, especially when we win games like that. If I'm in the middle, that's I've I've historically played, so you know like uh, yeah, it's, it comes comes real natural. But the other places as well, I, I I can I can see the impact on the game I'm having. I can see how I'm helping out my teammates um, when you know other people might not be able to, and that, that, yeah, that's what I love doing. So. Whether it's inside, I'm not sure. Honestly, I could be full forward next week, boys. We could, yeah. uh, we could be having this chat now, and I'll be um, I'm, I'm everywhere but ruck. I'm pretty well. The only thing there. it's that might have cost you an all Australian spot, mate, by moving out of half back. So hopefully, you didn't have an all Australian clause in your contract because by going nah. in the midfield, you've probably <laughs> lost that spot in the all Australian team. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know who picks those teams, but um, there's only one thing that I'm sort of worried about, and that's winning another flag. And uh, we took a good step in that direction with a you know big win. We got another huge game coming as well, so that's what I'm worried about. Oh, I can't wait to watch you guys, Angus. Hey, you're blessed with some superstar tools, and Luke Jackson who's got a big decision, and Max Gorn as well. But what would you think if Brady Grundy just rocked up to the first day of preseason <laughs> next year, Angus? You thought, yeah, man. Not only do I get to rove Maxi Gorn's taps, but now when he goes for a bit of a rest, I got Brody Grundy as well. What the, what do you think when um, we hear about that sort of potential recruiting move? Yeah, it's, yeah look, you see a lot of different um, rumours and stuff. I've been on the receiving end of a few of them this year, and yeah, it's uh, interesting to think about and see it, how it plays out in your mind. But uh, as far as you know, who's going to be playing at Melbourne next year, it's probably a little bit premature to be thinking about that. Grundy's a fair player. We um. We all know what he can do. So, from a list management perspective, uh, you know Tim Lamb, you know he's been doing a pretty good job. I, I back him in to get that sorted. But if, you know, I think Gorn, I've got to stick by my man Gorney though in terms of who, who's, the, who's the best in the comp though. So one and two wouldn't be too bad. I wouldn't complain. I love the fact that Jake Melksham was probably a match winner last night, uh, kicked four goals, but he missed out on the premiership last season. So players played over 200 games. You probably feel like you've missed out on your opportunity, but players like that do keep you hungry. Well, his stories, you know, the last couple of years has been incredible. I think I you know, I said to him last night, I'm so proud of how he's come out and played. Even this year, he hasn't had it all um, go the way he would have liked. He sort of had to work for it a bit and the way the, the commitment to the, the team role, he comes in and plays a really strong team role for us more often than not. On um, you know, he, he locked, he's played on a few dangerous defenders, intercepting defenders, and he's done a really good job there. So his his dedication and commitment to the team, off the back of as you said, he's you know he just missed out last year on the on the premiership side, and you know could easily have checked out. But he's um, you know, I'm so proud of how he's playing from a team perspective, and then he gets his rewards last night and wins the game for us. I'm, you know, he was one of the best players on the ground. So, mm. um, you know, our, our team's got, uh, 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 that sort of is the, you know, the feeling of our whole group is that we're just so committed to the, to the team cause. And, you know, we've got a really tight knit group of players and coaches. And, and I think you look at stories like Jake Melchman and, and that's pretty evident to see, you know, people sacrificing, doing what's best for the team and then, you know, putting their strengths on show. And I'm, um, yeah, I'm really happy for Melky. I'm really proud of him too. Again, congratulations on the new contract. Thanks for joining us on the Triple M Sunday Rub and the best of luck against the Lions next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Now you can stream every AFL match live with Triple M footy. People all around us getting excited. Just download the listener app and select Triple M. For the gym, this is the Triple M Sunday Rub. You've got Joey, you've got Ross, you've got Jay-Z, you've got Duck, and you've got Jay-Z's big three. 
This is Jay-Z's Big Three. It was the game of the season, wasn't it, uh, last night? Absolutely thrilling finish for the Ds, but heartbreak, heartbreak, I should say, for Carlton, who uh, led for a whole heap of that uh, last quarter. Clearly, without a couple of their big-name players, it was a uh, a phenomenal effort to get there, but then Cozzy Pickett with the the last goal means that the Blues have to beat Collingwood this weekend to get in their spot. And if they fall out of the HOE, that's the first time that's ever happened, or the first time in forty years. Did you do? You ran that stat. Something. Like, okay. I think if they fought, they've been in the eight all season, if they lose this week and fall out in the last round, it's the first time it's happened in uh, a very long time. It's a massive challenge for Michael Voss because it was you would it was an emotional loss last night for the Blues. He's got to pick him up this week and get him ready for a game against Collingwood. This is his takes on la- on last night's absolute heartbreaker. Bit of detail. Last last uh, couple of minutes didn't quite get right, so I guess it's easy to sort of focus on that two minutes. So it leaves you gutted, um, leaves you disappointed, um, but I'm also really proud um, at the same time. And I thought our players were really brave right through our whole night. So yeah, you, it hurts. It hurts. Um, important game for us um, but we didn't quite didn't quite get it right at the end uh, but I, as far as the whole game goes um, yeah I just thought the boys played really brave played a great style of footy and um, you know it's something that we want to keep replicating the missed kick from Owies Ross you mentioned put Sards under pressure there was a three on one that the Falcon for Young how does how do you coach that in the in the aftermath me the big picture is I'm excited if I'm calm because I thought they were really, really poor against um, Brisbane. Um, Brisbane. I thought the match committee, I didn't watch the game, but I know Cottrell went to um, Langdon on a wing, kept him to 13, he ran all day. They put Doherty in the midfield. They got a little bit more creative and Doherty got to work. Setterfield went into Oliver. So they got a bit more creative and didn't go to the same old. And for me, I thought, well, based on their form, they're, they're not much chance. But if I'm Michael Voss and I'm Carlton, I'm not flat. I'm like, I'm really excited because – that form can get it done against Collingwood. Collingwood have been in, what, 10 close games, whatever the figure is. You, you need to be on your game, but you can get them. So, Carl, if your voice you're saying, we replicate that yep. effort, that intensity, that method, yep. tidy up a couple of things, we win. So our process is right. I'm excited. They, they can get Chera back. Um, Kennedy, well, Kennedy will probably Kennedy be back Kennedy should well. be played, yep. which is a good point, Joey. You, haven't, you had a broken jaw. We put plates in an extra yeah. thick. What did you miss? A One week, week yep. yeah. Yeah, so he's like in the third week, so he tough. should be back. Yeah. yeah, it was tough. It was So, um, you're not but gonna, I'm excited. You're not going to get hit on the grandstand. Yeah. And, a, <laughs> and a massive prelude to finals, and they've played in front of big crowds. I'm not flat. Yeah, I think you're a bit flat because it was so close. And, yeah, at the end, yeah, always, all of a sudden, you know when you're doing your kick the kick before training and you're missing a few? I did uh, – Brett Ratton was um, – when I was at Carlton assistant coach, you do kick the kick with him. And I, the St Kilda boys used to laugh at me because I shared it. He turned in half for him. I wouldn't move. He was dancing around everywhere. And he, <laughs> he was precise. He didn't waste the kick. And if you're always – well, guess what? When you're having a kick with Greg Williams pre-training, if you miss three or four, don't go, oh, it's only the warm-up. Next time you'll hit him because that was a casual kick for what was at stake. It was great for the Blues. Rossi's right. If they replicate that next week, they're every every chance of beating Collingwood. And they played a finals-like game. That was finals intensity, absolutely. And Carlton were right there the whole way. So his brand, as Michael Voss said, stacks up. They were back to the, the Carlton of old, particularly the first 10 weeks of the year where they were brutal. They were, their small forwards got to work and they played a, a, break, a great brand of footy. So replicate that next week, they'll play finals. No matter what happens, though, the fact that, it, that, that this group's been exposed <laughs> to such big games 
and and been in those games and and capable of winning those games, I think is, is a positive. Irrespective. And, and don't fold like deck chairs, right? So McKay, yep. McKay dug in, didn't he? He, yep. he could have kicked yep. six. So they've they got yep. a big going for them. On the flip side of that coin, Simon Goodwin said last night they're still having some connection issues. They've still got to work on what's happening in front of the ball. I think Ben Brown had a big game last night, and Melksham was an absolute star, as you said. What a story he is. What did you see as Melbourne's issues in the forward half? What well, I didn't watch troubles? it, but the theme is, and Joey, Joey can add to it, and it's a connection piece, but uh, there's been vision being shown over the last few weeks. They're a front-half team, but they had that, their, their big men were bringing it to ground last year. McDonald they is – They miss McDonald. That's the Incredible mobile. So he had Brown that does his piece in Jackson, yeah. Yeah. but real, the real consistent was McDonald, who was quite brutal in his contest and his, his mobility. Running. So they He's haven't running. replaced him. Like, Wiedemann's not there. And they're going with Malksham. So – if you, but they haven't tweaked their method to a shorter forward, forward line, so they're not lowering their eyes as much. They go in, they go to the pocket, they lock it in, bring it to ground and crumb. So I don't think you judge Brown that hard. It's their method, but I don't think they're prepared to tweak their method because this is how we play. We're a front half team. We'll lock it in and we'll overwhelm you. But the numbers tell you it's leaving them a bit vulnerable. Yeah, they're not they're not flowing as much. I mean, picture when was the last time we've seen Ed Langdon really link up and get involved in chains and be part of a scoring? They, they've lost their flow through the midfield as well. I think teams are probably defending them a bit differently. I think that you know everyone's gone to work on Melbourne now for a couple of years, um, so you're not sort of getting caught out in a paddock. Yeah. You can't even think of Melbourne getting goals out the back. So teams have gone to work on them. And- I don't think they're the generational team proven yet because the Bulldogs. Not overrated because they've – I know, they're hard to win. They didn't get one, right? So, But the Bulldogs were 19 or 20 points up 10 minutes into the third quarter, and it was just some incredibly special centre square bounce work. Mm. They just overwhelmed that Bulldogs midfield. And a defence that we're seeing this year, the Bulldogs' defence is vulnerable. So, And then, like it was all this start of the year, they won the eight and the nine, but then everyone had a look and said, oh, they're playing all bottom heart eight teams. And then they ran into the good ones, started losing. So I reckon – They've got a bit to prove in their medal yet. No, they mightn't like hearing it. And not many premiership teams sit seventh or eighth where they're sitting with efficiency. So um, they've got a bit of work to do to become a generational team. Melbourne coach Simon Gulbin Brownie, very happy with last night's win. Hopes it can be something of a turning point for the Demons in 2022. Yeah, it's the second week in a row that we've played in a finals-like game. You know, the tackle pressure, the intensity around the ball, the defensive nature of the game. Um, it's just a cracking game of footy and um, yeah, our players have worked incredibly hard to continue to be in this situation and obviously tonight was an important night for us to win a close game of footy. Uh, we haven't done that all year really, um, to win a real close game and to show enormous character as a group and I think this is uh, the type of win that this group can embody and continue to move forward. Hey, uh, topic number two, G, it's going to be a big week of Alistair Clarkson uh, stories as we expect. He will take over the North Melbourne Football Club job. Of course, GWS also interesting, but there's a five-year deal on the table uh, for the uh, from the Kangaroos in what would be an absolutely massive coup for this football club. It's been tough. They suck Brad Scott, uh, David Noble and, and Reece Shaw, but to land the four-time premiership coach, it would be, in your words, Duck, an outstanding it's, achievement it's for the club. It's pretty romantic, isn't it? I mean, a country a country kid comes to North Melbourne, tough, hard, little nuggety, you know, nuggety mid, romantic. played a little bit of down back, It ends up at Melbourne, plays a little bit of footy at Melbourne, and then, like you said, the four premierships. So to do the full circle and then end up back at North in the position they're in and probably in a not dissimilar position that North are in 
um, when he started playing. North were, you know, and, and, and John Kennedy was the coach, the legend coach, and then he comes back. So there's a lot of romance about this story, and I, and I hope they get it done. North Melbourne were, were a lot better yesterday, Joey, against Adelaide. I thought they were almost um, could have pulled off a huge upset over there at Adelaide Oval. And the performance of Luke D- Davies Uniaki, he's a player you've been talking about a lot, and you as well, Duck. I mean, he was likened to Chris Judd with some of his acceleration and burst clearance work. He's at, got a great step out he's, of the middle. The, the side step is is brilliant. How do you rate him, Joey? Oh, look, he's coming along beautifully. I mean, it's, I think it's a, it's a good reminder. Sometimes we need to be more patient with some of these high-end draft picks than others. Not everyone we've spoken about comes in like Sam Walsh and straight away has an impact. Others take a bit of time. You know, his first three years, he was trying to find his feet, Davies Uniac. Then last year, we saw some really positive signs, but maybe wasn't able to sustain it for four quarters or do it week in, week out. Where this year, his last 10 weeks, his numbers have been enormous, almost 30 disposals a game. His clearance work is as a bit Judd-like where he's able to get from the inside to the outside. Beautiful step and a nice kick. We're seeing their talent now. There's a lot of criticism they didn't have much young talent. I think they actually do have a lot of a lot of talent there with Larkin and Zerha. They, they've kicked over 70 goals again between them. That's what two, do you mean by now? That we're, because yeah. early, early when, in the when, season, there was all yeah. the criticism, oh, North Melbourne, Larkey's no good and Zerha doesn't well, play well. I think we all but, said they've got a midfield. LDU, yeah. you've got Simpkin, you've got Thomas. You got Horn Francis going, and, and you got Goldstein, the Rock, and we we're like, but what's going I on? Thought, yeah, it was yeah. more non-performance. They were, they were, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly that's right. right. I think the, the, the criticism wasn't necessarily the talent that's there. It was no, the, oh, the criticism the was the way they were performing? So when you it's play poorly, Ross, when you're playing a bad team, mm. you never look good, do you? And you always look better when you start winning games of footy. So I you think, think we're they're saying they're playing a little bit under. Now Adams, they're playing better footy under. Adams. They're playing better offensive footy. We're seeing the talent actually with our eyes and go, yes, the talent is there, even though it was always there. We're now being able to see more well, of Well, they're it. playing aggressive, just get after the bloke yeah. with the ball, aren't they? Yeah, Not and their ball movement, they're flowing more. I mean, they've got massive holes, don't you? Defensively, they, Clarko needs to put a lot of work into their, their team defence. But certainly, they've got enough offensive flair. We didn't even see Davis Uniac. Uh, sorry, we didn't even see Horn Francis or Tyron Thomas or Will Phillips, the other top three pick. They weren't even out there. So, uh, so can I just yeah, ask you the question? Yeah, uh, is it? And sorry to interrupt you because yeah. you've really done the background work, but I heard during the week that Ben Amarfo is not involved in the process at all. So that would worry me if I'm Clarko. I mean, you would, because you're going to work closer with the CEO. It's good to go to the president and the board, but surely there's been some discussion that the CEO sat on and, you know, you, you come together on a decision. You don't want to go, well, yeah, um, I've been appointed by the president and now I'll meet the CEO. Yeah, Why is that working? I think what it says, Ross, is, and I say this with great respect to Ben Amafia, but I think his position might be um, in, in some danger. And I think that was quite clear from uh, for the past you know past few months. So it's been a Sonia, Sonia Hood-led driven mission uh, with Anthony Stevens there, of course. So a huge coup for those, and it'll be for those two. It'll be interesting to see how the how the how of this story plays out in the post, but uh, I'm not not sure that Ben is Ben safe. Yeah. How did the uh, What re- else is she gonna say when he sit when he's sitting next to her? Is he being mischievous, Ross? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just a media commentator that's <laughs> looking at all the facts presented in How front did of me. The uh, Ricky Ponning lunch go that uh, I you, feel like you're, you're being mischievous. Yeah. <laughs> I think you I think you made a very good point. I think yeah, you know, Ricky Pon, I think How he, did that go? Yeah, oh, think, let's put the hard stuff to the side then. I, feel, <laughs> <laughs> I think there I think there is a really good chance there'll be change um in the CEO position. But the thing is this is about Alistair Clarkson. He's coming. And I'm not advocating for change, by the way. I've got no opinion on it. I'm just... 
just facilitating the facts put in yeah. front of me, like a great old coach. So we've seen yours. great coaches come into clubs with amazing records yep. and, and not get the job done. So it's not going to be Elsa Clarkson walks in and everything changes. No. We're, 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 we've seen this before. I mean, Dennis Pagan went to Carlton. Great coach, Dennis Pagan. Coached you to two flags. Couldn't get the job done at Carlton. Uh, similar cattle at the time. So Mick Malthouse went to Carlton. Couldn't get Mate, the job done. there's two things that make a difference. Strategy and people. How good your strategy and how good your people. And in footy... That's how good your cattle. Pretty simple. So he'll have the strategy in in his own people. Yes, that would be a big part of his control. So uh, put in a call to Todd Viney this week. He said he's going to wait to see who Clark, which club Clarko chooses, and then he'll make his decision. I think if it's North Melbourne, which we expect, he'll be involved in a Neil Balm style role. So I think he's a great culture man. He'd be perfect next to Clarko. Balm has come out with the book. I saw that. You read that? that. No, he's just relaxing on the farm. Todd Viney at the moment, isn't he? Yes, he's got a magnificent property out there. He said, um, well, I believe that um, a couple of clubs have come calling over the past few years. I think the be hard to knock back his good mate. But Ben Cunnington was a massive story yesterday. We saw him in tears as he came through the banner. I mean, just an extraordinary comeback from um, the cancer fight, of course. We saw him with his his uh, beautiful partner and his, and his kids. And Lee Adams uh, said afterwards just what an inspiring effect he had on the whole football club this week. Yeah, the, the emotional lift it gave our group at this time of year is fantastic. Um, we thought he was able to impact the game. Uh, he, he had a tear in his eye when he put his jumper back on today. And I think for our young blokes to see that, what it means to play for this footy club, hopefully it has a lasting impression on this group because we don't want to just give games out to players. We want players to earn games. And for someone to have 12 months of his footy career taken away and to see how much it means to him to get back out there, hopefully that's a, a lasting memory for a few of our young guys. So, I love the fact that Ben Cunnington spoke so strongly about his family as well and the fact that his wife is such a strong person that kept him going, cried a couple of times, which made him cry, but uh, you see how tight those two are. I loved it. And yeah. he made the point, we, I just, we had a newborn baby. It was my third child. and I was diagnosed with the cancer and underwent chemo. Like, mm. as we know, we've all got kids and, like, the threat to your family and, mm. you know, as you're the, the husband, you know, father it'd just be emotionally devastating and it was incredible to see him come back triple m rocks footy an absolute beauty sydney swans up against collingwood collingwood have won 11 games in a row they are flying at the moment but sydney going just as well and we're proud to bring on Dean Cox as a very special guest on the Triple M Sunday Rub, six-time All-Australian, been an assistant coach at Sydney since 2017. Coxie, welcome to the Sunday Rub. It must be nice to get the pre-match news that Jordan Ngoi is a laid out for the Pies. Uh, yeah, obviously some, some good news. We saw him in the huddle at three-quarter time with our VFL game that's going on at the minute and obviously wondered if it was going to happen, but yeah, the news has come through and um, yeah, something... Obviously, we'll just focus on what we can do and go with the plans that we originally had. Coxie, what do you think the big threat of the uh, Collingwood side is this week? Obviously, <coughs> oh, excuse me, they've been on fire. Pressure's been high. How do you rate the pies? Oh, very highly. I think, you know, what they've been able to do, and you certainly mentioned it then, their pressure around the footy. Uh, the number one closing team, um, they force sides into a really chaotic game of footy, and that's the way they want to play. They want to play a high turnover, turnover game, and... Um, get their forwards up high with a lot of space to work into and um, and try and move the ball quickly through that method. So, you know, we've got to make sure that our pressure's right up around the contest, first of all, and um, try and get some ascendancy and get into a dangerous forward line. 
Now, Coxie, what I'd like to know, we have this fascination over here because every time we see the Sydney Swans coaches box, and I don't know if you've been presenting it, John Longmire is in your ear and you and he's giving you a spray every single time we look into the coaches box. And it fascinates us what that relationship is like. Can you just give us an insight? Because it's it's a bit of a running thing that we see. Well, Ross, I haven't seen every time you go down to the bench. Sometimes I think yeah, he's gone to the bench and that helps Coxie Joey, because when Joey, he's sitting next every, to Every coach needs a whipping boy. Is it, are you the whipping boy, Coxie, or what? Oh, I think because I sit next to him, he, uh, <laughs> he vents uh, very frequently, so I seem to be copying it. And I think one time, uh, the first time we went down the bench, um, once he came back up after the game, we said, oh, geez, the players love you down there. <laughs> so he's been there ever since, and uh, yeah, it's been good for us upstairs, but uh, no, he's obviously an amazing football coach, and um, he goes to wherever the players need him. So um, we just had a look at the numbers during the week and a couple of the trends for the Swannies. Over the last month, you've really elevated. You can test the ball up around plus 12, really high in the comp. And then your corridor use is just out of the back half. You seem to have tweaked it a little bit because everyone was commentating early in the year. You're really aggressive through there. Have you worked hard? Um, we know John to contest the ball, the fundamentals, and it's going to stand up in front. Has that been a little bit of a focus? And have you just modified your aggression through the corridor out of the back half a little bit? Yeah, it has, Ross. Oh, you know, I think all teams, you know, you look at last year, the, the last four teams in the competition playing in the prelims and grand finals and the number four contested ball teams. And, you know, that's a really important part of our game. It's something we focused on during the pre-season and um, it's starting to really take shape now. And, you know, whether it's the... Obviously, the contested ball's made up of so many variables in loose ball, hard ball, marks, free kicks. So, you know, we've got to make sure we're a lead in that area. Um, we want to make sure that we can get a front-half game and as you mentioned, out of their back half, I think you know, the way sides are defending and pressing the ground now, the ability to be able to make sure you can get out of there as safe as possible. And part of it as well is you get to the fatter part of the ground where you can actually start to uh, move the ball a little bit differently once you are out of your back 50. So something we'll always try and work on and continually evolve. But you know, we don't want to give sides easy goals, which is what we were giving them at the start of the year. The change to your mix in the centre bounce clearances, uh, Warner yep. goes through there, row bottom. But the one I want to talk about is Tom Papley. So he's playing more midfield time, but I feel like starting him in the midfield gets his engine going early because he's actually kicking more goals as a midfielder when he goes back to half forward than what he did as a 100% half forward. Yeah, for sure. I think you know, any um, small forward can get started with an opportunity at times. So getting him up around the ball is really important. But, but also as well that... You know, speed does cover a lot of sins as well. So um, we got to make sure that he's really alert. He understands the setup that we want. But, you know, his reaction to ground ball and it's not to win it, to be able to close and put pressure on the opposition's first class. So, yeah, it's, a, um, you know, multiple options to, to get in there. But we want a different dynamic. And when you've got Luke Parker, who can really set it up and hunt the footy. The other ones can give some really good coverage. And we're all admiring the season that, that Chad Warner's having. I mean, it's come out of the clouds how good he's been. Uh, did you expect that? Or has it sort of surprised you as well how quickly he's come on to be an elite player of the competition? Yeah, he's probably come on a little bit quicker than we thought. You know, I think two years ago when he was playing in 12v12 matches against Fremantle when we were on a hub, um, you know, to, to be a 35-game young inside mid and to do what he's doing has been, you know, really impressive. Um, he's, he wants to learn as much as he, wants, as he can. He loves the contest, hates getting beaten, and he plays with some real power. So he can go from inside to out really well. And we're starting to shoot, see that a little bit more frequently. And you know, he has the ability to be able to push forward and have shots on goal as well. 
When we discuss the Sydney forward line, we go to Franklin, we go to Heaney. But uh, Sam Root had a lot of injuries, but I think he's building. He's had a really good three weeks. He's not far off tagging a game by the scruff of the neck. No, nah, for sure, Brandy. I think that's the thing with Sam. He's, you know, he's been in now the team, inconsistent. And, you know, this season he's been phenomenal. Whether it's, you know, I suppose it started playing forward, but also started when he was went into the ruck as a second ruck and he was having 12, 13, 15 tackles a game with his follow-up. So, you know, he's a really strong focal point. We don't want to be, you know, one avenue to goal team. Um, and obviously Lance is a big part of that. So part of it is Sam provides us a really strong aerial presence and hopefully he can do that again today. Coxie, when you were in the prime of your career, mate, just finishing up, you're there with Cuzzy and Gaddy and all your Juddy and all the crowd there. Did you, oh, were you always wanting to be a coach or did this come sort of late? I'd, I'd never... You know, in Perth, I never sort of thought that you'd be sort of moving into coaching afterwards. I thought you were thinking more uh, fishing yeah. charter or something like that. <laughs> I thought uh, probably um, towards the back third of my career, you know, when you started to, when I started playing with Nick, it probably changed dramatically to be able to, you know, certainly to change your game, um, to spend some time trying to educate and um, pass on as much as I could to, to Nick throughout the process, certainly help that and you know I've loved every minute of it you know at some stage <clears throat> I had to move away from Perth and I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to come to a great club in Sydney and, and loved every minute of that so far Yours Brandy? Oh sorry boys I thought you were going I thought you had your hand up uh, Coxie all the best today against the Collingwood Football Club Sydney flying at the moment looking at the top four and the finals to come Thanks so much for having me guys Dean Cox there, what a superstar. Sorry, I just what thought you... What happened there, mate? Did you oh, just fall asleep? Oh, or... <laughs> <laughs> I was does, watching the footy on the does, screen. Uh, he, I was watching he, he, Richard Hubbard. He, 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 he reads... And then I tried to blame it on he you. Reads, <laughs> he reads the ads. He's checking crypto. He reads the ads too quick. And then he gets he gets he lost. So he gets sidetracked. Hey, I'll take over here. We've got cameras in here, Charlie. And then they're going to show it anyway. The Listener app is the home of everything Triple M footy. It is magnificent. Listen live or on demand. That's the gold you don't get uh, anywhere else. Just download the Listener app and select Triple M. Pot, Palmer, and proving you're smarter than your mates. It's the Sunday Rubs Pub Quiz. Semi-final number one. Duck up against Jay-Z, and because Duck's answered the most questions over the course of the year, mm. he get got to choose... His teammate, and he's chosen Joey, who what has already said that he might sabotage the <laughs> no, semi-final, with, to which Duck said, well, would you like a broken leg? <laughs> so it's all been happening here, and uh, Jay-Z, you get Ross. I think I epitomise why the final series could be so exciting, because uh, I, I really qualified eighth at best, and mm. here I am sitting in the grand final <laughs> waiting for my challenger. Fair to, say you're an under, fair to say you're an underdog, Ross. You're a long way okay. underdog. <laughs> so the rules are today. You guys have to answer the questions, but mm-hmm. you can confer with these two guys, okay? Mm-hmm. okay. All right. So, oh, you test your buzzer. Taking a week to get to that, Brent. JJ. Okay. Do yours again, Doc? Doctor. Okay. Good one. All right. Have you been paying attention? West Coast's Josh Kennedy played the last game of his decorated career last weekend. How many Coleman medals did he win? Doc, doc. Three. <laughs> I knew the answer too, Doc. Well, you got your partner two. sitting right in, mate. That is correct. I, just, so it was I thought it was three. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was confident on that. No, um, I, I liked like, it, Just like Kangaroo's days, not using your teammates. No, that's Ross right. went with eight. Right. What were you, no, what were you no, saying? I was eight. thinking he clicked eight in his last game. That's why I didn't play seven early consecutive on the clock. I was trying to interpret. Nearest to the pin, you both get a go at this, Duck. Nearest to the pin. How many goals did he kick? Duck, duck. You both get a go. Duck, duck. 723. 
That's correct. 723. Ah, I, I, knew, I knew that it was 723. I, I got a, if he'd done that first, you would have said, yep, good one, Duck. Point, oh, we point. both knew it was 723. Thank you. Oh, what? Oh. You've been intimidated. Yeah, you are intimidated. No. Oh. He looked like he knew. I did know. Because I, okay. I was four behind my total. We want the intent. We want He's intent. got a reason to know. I, I buzzed in first. If he'd done that first, you would have said, but it's nearest the pin. It's nearest to pin. You're both getting a go. If he'd done that first, no, but if you get a hole in one, that's the end exactly. of it. No, he grew up not. in Northampton, WA. Which current Carlton star? Jack. Jack Martin. He's also from Northampton in WA. Duck, duck. Um, I reckon it could be it's well, Zach Fisher or Paddy Cripser from Perth. Um, uh, so I'd go maybe Zach Fisher. Zach Fisher. Paddy Cripps. Oh, oh this is the sabotage. <laughs> that is sabotage. Well, and they said the word star, right? Yeah. Cripps Fisher. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> Where were you, Ross? You know what? I lost Wadey. This is a sabotage. Well, we don't get it, go. Which GWS veteran announced their return? <laughs> that it was JJ. Phil Davis. Oh, yeah. Duck, duck, you silly. Duck, duck, can I... Yes. Who is it? Rossi's, Rossi's mate, Matty DeBoer. Oh. Matty DeBoer. That is correct. So it's one and a half each. Davis also retired. No, he hasn't he announced it at all. No, no, he hasn't announced another year to run his wants, contract. I think he wants to play. I think no. he's playing on. No, it's just in my head then. <laughs> what <laughs> item did he claim Ross Lyon threw at him? Come on. That was Jay. Yeah. Pen. He did. Ross denies it. <laughs> yeah. I de- denied, denied, denied. <laughs> <laughs> Which Collingwood star... Re-signed for three years duck, this duck. week. Duck, duck, Joey. Jamie, Jamie Elliott. Jamie Elliott. Jamie Elliott is correct. Sydney's Josh Kennedy also announced his retirement this week. How many best and fairest duck, did he win at the Swan? Um, I think he won three. Three. That is correct. So Duck goes to the lead. He's three and a half. Jay is on two and a half. <laughs> Cryptic name game. A former four-club player whose surname would complete this saying from a famous ad. Marge, the something is here. Oh, duck, duck. Joey? Do you know it? <clears throat> Marge, the rains are here. Jeff Rains. Rains. <laughs> Good impersonation, Joey. <laughs> I like that one. It's a Simpsons cor- fan. That's a corner. No, it's, not a, it's an a ad. Corn. It's a corner. Corn you know, they were sitting down the field. It did sound like Marge Simpson. And he yells though. out to his wife. Yeah, I thought it was a Simpsons. <laughs> it's a corn ad. A former Collingwood uh, player whose surname could be defined as a large water bird with a long, duck, flexible duck. neck. Oh, don't look at me. I don't know that one. That's a, uh, swan. Swan. Dane Swan is correct. The rest of the question was short legs and typically all white plumage. Come on, JC. I was thinking of an ibis. Stop. Numbers go. You haven't asked Ross for anything. I'm waiting for him to come in. Hang on. Did you hear the instruction? You've got to go. Does it? Duck's just buzzing in and then looking at me. I'll name a VFL player, past or present, and their football club, and all they need is their playing number. Repeat that. I didn't hear it. We've done it every week. So I, 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 I name a player in their club and you give me the number. That's right. I've got a bad ear. Okay. Adam Goods. JJ. Duck. JJ. Ross. 37. 37. He gets back one. Matthew Knight. Duck. That was a draw. Oh, 33. That was a draw. 33. Oh. Yep, 33 it was. Yep. I can't give a point to anyone. There's, there's, no there's, no point. there's no point on that one. And I'm terrible at numbers. Tom. Liberatore. <laughs> JJ. How long are you giving him? Come on. Come on. Uh, three, three. Come on. Two. Nah. One. Three. Duck, duck. Tom Libertore. Yeah. No, no. Tony Libertore, no, wasn't Tom. it? Tom. Tom. Oh. Current player. Yeah, Tom. Tom. Pretty good bloody dogs. player, too. He's a bloody good player. What number is Tom Libertore? Yeah. 
Come on, you're a caller. Three, two, two, you're a caller. One, 21, he mm, was. Close. You're a caller. I, I, yeah, I am. I know what he looks like. I, don't I went straight to the time. I refer to Ross for this one. Oh, thanks for the pressure. Garrick. Garrick. Ibbotson. Ibbotson. Everyone I know. What number was Is he one of your favourites? Is he 37? No, he wasn't 37. No. Uh, Come. Ebo. Come on, how long are you giving him? Ebo. <laughs> Four, three. I got no idea. Two, 37. One, three. Uh, Garrick Ibbotson. Duck, duck. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> 24. 24. He did his knee a few times, didn't he? No, Garrick? No, broke his knee. Very good player. Very good player. Had a lot of injuries, though. Yeah. Water he was five. Mm. There you go. I should uh, know. You've got to be a pretty I, good player to wear five, I reckon. I couldn't tell you any numbers. I just identified them how they ran. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I just did it by look, visual, how they run, okay. how they looked. I didn't look at their numbers. You watch that much. Played 177 vision. games, Gary. Yeah, I didn't look at the a lot numbers, of games. I'll just tell you. Warren. JJ. Is it Treadway? Yeah, you can't say. <laughs> Warren yeah, Treadway. I'd go Treadway. Mm. Yeah, what do you think? What was he again? Oh, well, you went Come on. How long? He was. How long? I know it. Hey, two, long, how long? Three. No, I haven't said duck, who it is. Duck, I haven't duck, said the last duck, name. Duck, duck, that's all. Well, enough. it's tread, right? Three. That's duck, it. Duck, duck, three. Duck, Warren. 16. 16. That is correct. Oh, I've got three made. I thought he said it. Simon Tregenza, Adelaide. 12. Oh. Any quacks? Not that. Because I, I grew up well, sort you of in Adelaide. Paul and you played there. Barnard. <laughs> Paul Barnard. Paul. Ross, Ross. Do you know? Essendon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. What is it, Duck? Too late. Baba, 15. You're both wrong. It was 16. I didn't didn't even answer yet. 16. (laughs) Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown for Collingwood, I reckon it is. And I reckon he he was 30-something. JJ, 10. 16, I reckon. Incorrect. It was me. Western Bulldogs, 17. Okay. General knowledge. Let's have a count. What's Two, three, four, five, six, seven and a half to three and a half. Should be seven or four. Duck is a long way ahead. South Melbourne, Sydney have had two players win multiple Brownlow medals. Name them. Duck, duck. JJ got that. Um, Bobby Skilton. Yep. Goods. Alan. And Adam Goods. Yep. That is correct. Nearest to the pin. You both get to go. You don't need to buzz in. How many goals did Peter McKenna kick in a 191-game VFL career? Oh, what do you think, Roscoe? We'll let Duck go first. Okay. No, no. no, no. You spoke first, you're going first. Correct. <laughs> Gee whiz, I reckon he would have averaged 195. It's, it's about three. Like? I would say 587. That's a good guess, 587. Okay. 587. I'll go 586. It's lower than that. Oh, 874. Yeah. <laughs> Peter McKenna. He well, already kicked four, four goals a I game. I thought you said Matera. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Phil Matera. What did Peter McKenna kick? 800. Phil Matera. What did he kick? 874 in 191 games. Phil McKenna. Impossible. Hang on. I knew he kicked more than that. 4.58 a game. That's the most. That's what they used to shake hands. Before moving to Sydney, South Melbourne played their final game at Lakeside Oval in round 22, 1981, against which opponent? Fitzroy. Incorrect. Have a guess. I reckon it was the Blues. No. North Melbourne. Who was the last Collingwood player to win a Coleman medal? Duck. Duck. Uh, That would have to be. This is clearly me. No, that would have to be uh, BT, I reckon. Brian Taylor, 100 goals, 1986. Okay, who am I? Three, six, seven, eight and a half to. Four and a half. 
Okay, they can't Three, be. four, five and a half. <clears throat> Should be six. I was born on the 25th of January, 1980. I played 245 AFL games. Four points. I booted 261 goals across my two-club career. I won the 2006 mark of the year, which isn't something usually done by a ruckman. Mm. I'm a three-time premiership player, all of those premierships at my second club. For one point. Can't win. And it looks like Duck's gone through. I am Brad. Duck, Duck. (laughs) Ottens. And hello to Brad Ottens. (laughs) (laughs) So Duck goes through to the final against Ross in what was a great addition. I'm not sure whether the quiz will be back next. (laughs) (laughs) We're done with the quiz. The biggest names, the biggest games. How do you like those apples? Triple M rocks footy. We've had this segment the whole year. Jay-Z brought it to the table. It is all of a sudden got its own sponsor, Everything Caravan and Camping. Head over to everythingcaravancamping.com.au for your chance to win an Opus OP4 camper trailer and prizes valued at more than $45,000. Have you seen <laughs> Duck and Ross Line have both just looked at each other and gone, oh, shit, each of my caravan. They put their hands on their head. How many times have oh, you done that? This is serious business. I thought I'd read it wrong. You'd like to laughing at me. Duck and Ross made off contact and both at the same time went, oh, no. Look, I made a few calls. I did a bit of research. <laughs> Jay, this is this is oh, ridiculous now, Jay. Oh, all right, just oh, going to get no, that no, out again. No. Everything, caravan and camping, and just having a look at choice hotels around the grounds at Gary Lyon up there. I'm going to hitch my caravan very quickly to him, not wearing that colour combination again. <laughs> green and blue, a green Can jacket on with a blue shirt. Right. Look, I've tried to show some leadership blue and green with you two blue. That's right, Doug. No, I've got some. Hang on, wait, wait. We're going to open up. We're going to go to the opener because you like laugh. On Triple M Sunday, Rob. for a caravan. We're hitching the caravan for everything caravan and camping. Get everything you need for your next caravanning, camping and four-wheel drive trip from all the most popular brands at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. That's it, everything caravan and camping. You want an air conditioner, you want a new fridge, you want a comfy couch, a lantern, anything. That's where you go. It's your one-stop shop. Now, you now we, you know, we try to set a high standard in this uh, segment all year, and I'm told every week, yeah, it's the best segment in the show, The Sunday Rub. I just love it. I love tuning into that. So we have, we have produced their time some gold and to sort of inspire you before you're about to go and unleash again Ross I, I want to I've been giving out some awards as you know Joey and Brownie I just want to revisit uh, this one from oh, a couple of months ago then this this player in particular was right under the pump at the time but one of our Sunday rub members really um, went into bat for him so let's take it this this is the kind of standard we want today yeah, I'm hitching my wagon to Jordan to go caravan had caravan. I he will handle this. He will take the feedback and he will come back and help drive the pies into the finals. Into the finals. Ross, that's sorry, good. That's why he's good. the master coach. Yeah. Everyone sorry. was piling on at the Look time. Like Everyone wanted to go. He gone. Yeah. And what does he do? And now? He's a Bog three goals, twenty odd possessions. Yes. In hot demand. You're yes. quite brilliant, Jordan. So what have I got for you today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What have I got for you? Who did I hitch on? How did O'Driscoll go? I'll, 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 I'll give you some did time to think about one. Hang on. I've, I've got, got one. Oh, you got one. Okay. No, no. The, the Saints man went to Lockie Neal, nailed him, knocked him over, knocking him over. Winhager, tough as they come. Kept him Kelly to four three weeks four, ago. Bit of Rod tag. Keough about him, the 17, the bit of the mullet. I like him. Did Guthrie lot. as well? Did Guthrie, did, did Newcomb. 
Good Love one. it. He, oh, no. have, I thought you might have hitched already. To I like no, I hadn't. All right, no. sorry. There's well, another one for you. I'm hitching my. Uh, so who was it again? How do you pronounce his name? Windhager? What That's is it? it, Marcus Windhager. Okay. I'm, well, hitching, tough as they I'm hitching my caravan. You go next, duck, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Joey, I'll unhitch it if you want because uh, I'm actually hitching it to you. Oh, there oh. you go. I, he's, uh, uh, up and pretty. coming, I, I tell you what, it was a meltdown last night. Nico, Nico 77, Joey's all class behind the mic, uh, behind the uh, Behind the sticks, best caller of his generation, uh, about to go into basketball. So this, I'm hitching my caravan to Joey. He's on the rise, and uh, I've just, I'll just, just go on along on his little coattails. Well, kangaroo's and, uh, Yeah, so I'm hitching my caravan to you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, so button, so button it up. Thanks. Clarko tried to hitch his caravan to him this week, didn't he? Yeah. Everyone's jumping on. Still wonder how Carrie yeah. found that out. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So did you like that caravan? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> did you like that? Well done, Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Go, Brownie. Quick one. Yeah. Rabsy gave it to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple, and I've already said the first one, but I think Richmond can play off in a grand final this year. Ooh. So since round six, only Geelong and Collingwood have had better records than Richmond, and those in that time, they've lost to Sydney, and they led by 33. Cats by 17, Gold Coast by 42, and they lost to North Melbourne. So they're the four games they've lost. But... I love the fact that Tom Lynch is playing well. Shea Bolton, almost the best player in the game. You've got Jack Rewalt probably getting the third or fourth defender. Uh, and then you've got Cumberland who's playing really good football too. And so Nanks back. I think when they Nanks can go, go heavy. Yeah, I, I think they've got the right mix. And when Tom Lynch is marking it down the line, uh, it, a lot revolves around their defenders standing up, though. I admit that. But that is the first one. And then I read things like club bosses violently, the, the word violently in your program, opposed to Tasmania. I'm hitching my caravan to actually naming and putting your name to it. Don't mm-hmm. just violently oppose it behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, I violently oppose it, put your name to it and say, I don't like it for these reasons. Otherwise, we don't know what's going on. Good hitch. Very good. He got two. Mm-hmm. Can I go next, Jay-Z? I'm yep. putting some homework. I need a bit of homework for hitch our caravan because we take very it very prepared. seriously. So what have, what have we all <laughs> thought of the season this year? Ross, what have you thought of the footy season this year? I've How good's the, the footy been? Love the rule changes. How good's the footy been, Duck? Yeah, it's good. been as good a season great we've had for a long time. Score, scoring's up. Scoring's and, up. And crowds are now coming back on right. the back of the so, elite performance. Great game last night. Probably the game of the year. How good's footy coming into finals? So I open up your paper, Jay-Z, the Herald Sun mm. again, and I see this column from Mick Malthouse. Now, I'm not sure what Mick's been doing, but he must have his grumpy pants on because I open up the newspaper and he's talking about the rule changes. This is in his article today. First of all, the kicking rule. He says it's absolutely flawed. Why should they run out of the square? It's a, it's advantaging the, the attacking team too much. Sorry, Mick, let's keep the ball locked in the defensive 50 for the whole game. Right. Then he talks about the stand-on-the-mark rule. This is from Mick Moldhouse. Speaking of ridiculous rules, the stand-on-the-mark rule is right up there. Has he not noticed what it's done to the game this mm-hmm. year? Ball movement, free scoring. Then the 6-6-6 rule. He'll never get his head around it, doesn't like it, thinks it advantages teams with strong forward lines too much. And well, then he said, the the that's how I thought that was the point. And then he finishes with, there are only three ways to score in footy, from stoppages, from turnovers and kick-ins, and all the new rules are favouring the attacking teams and the teams that are already better. It's time to change the rules back to the way they've been for 100 years. Mm. So I'm hitching my caravan to one of the worst articles I've read <laughs> in a long time. Come on, Mick. The game has never been better. We're all it, and he wants to come up with them and say how bad these rules are. I went to I toured with Mick in the international rules. I like yeah. Mick. Well, this article, come on, Mick. Why is he so grumpy? The game's in great shape, and he wants to pot all these rules that have made the game well, so good. Look, in fairness, Robert Walls was a mentor of mine. He used to write a lot of columns. I said, how do you do it? He said, look, 
over 22 weeks, I'll probably write five that I'm really proud of, <coughs> really good ones. And then I got, you know, like, you know, probably about 13 or 14. You go, yeah, they're okay. <coughs> and then he wrote, I write five stinkers. <laughs> and I think that's one of the Sometimes, five. We've all had bad weeks. We've yeah. all had bad. I thought, come on, the game's in great Is shape. All the, rules have, <laughs> all the rules have improved the game by a mile. So anyway, yeah. there oh, you go. Do you write stinkers? Oh, I, know how Rob, <laughs> I know how Rob feels. Uh, Yeah, Um, Oh, very good, very good. I've liked that. Hey, uh, I'm going to hitch my caravan um, to some tricky conversations at Essendon this week. So Michael Hurley playing in the VFL, um, as I understand it, after doing the ring around around, you know, all the contract stuff in the past couple of weeks, be open to going again next year. Might want to keep the boots on and go for another season. Of course, this isn't a man who hasn't played AFL footy since. Is there a chance for if there is a – a game next week for him? Round 18, 2020. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Joey, because how do you have a farewell game for a bloke who's open to playing on next season? You can't really say, Mick, we want to pay respect, you know, like come out and let's do the big hoo-ha when he thinks he's still going to be in the red and black in 2023. Can so- we fill it in the background? He had an infected hip. Yep. Is it true that he's had a hip replacement? He's had uh, significant surgery. I, I didn't know that it had been replaced. Otherwise, oh, he'd be significant. Yes, yeah, yeah. significant surgery. Hasn't played for the best part of two years. There's a blood infection, which was which was life threatening. Yeah, it was nasty. So we take our hats off to the great man for his being able. He's come back. You know, he stood by Essendon. You know, in some really dark times. Now, I, I wouldn't have thought he'd be in Essendon's best twenty-two next year. Does anyone think Michael Hurley's going to be lining up for them in round one next year? Wouldn't have thought so. I haven't no. seen him play. Is, is he playing VFL footy? They could, do, they could do worse, though. Yeah? You keep it. What would you do, Brownie? Keep him on. Well, yeah, he's been a warrior of the football club. Um, how much do they, do they play in bargain basement and just keep him on? I mean, he's a good player. Especially if, if they can get him up. No, he was a good player. Yeah, but we he hasn't played seen for him, two years. And we haven't seen him for a long time. So people can come back. How's he going in the VFL? I think he's got a way to go. Okay. I think, I think, and it's hard to come to the end. And that's why it gets back to that professional development. I feel if you're in shape, it's easier to embrace it. But if you're not, I'm not sure of your situation. But uh, look, he's been, he was a top flight player, real leader. I love comeback stories though. I'd love him to come back. Very few. I love the Ben Cunnington, the Sam Doherty. Yep. So you're saying they're going to tap him. I'm saying it's, I think it's. I think it's a yep. tricky conversation um, that's going to play out at Essen this week to see if he wants a farewell game, wants to play on. You said the same thing about Paddy McCartan as well. I, I did not think Paddy. he's back playing. Yeah, What's, do you think he could bob up at Carlton or the Bulldogs if he gets tapped? Um, Hurley? I'd be surprised. What's the latest with Heppel, Jay-Z? Yeah, so um, Gold Coast came hard. Um, I think Essendon had a view that um, they would be keen on a one-year deal on sort of modest money. Um whether that was seen as respectful or not, I'm not sure. I think as it stands, Heppel particularly probably more likely than not to stay, but I think Essendon might have to just, you know, put a bit of a layer of cream on that contract just to come to somewhere, a position that they're both happy with. Essendon doesn't have a lot of experience next year. If early goes, I think maybe they do need Heppel, although he's probably not guaranteed to play 20 games in the Senior 22 next year. I mean, I think he would be a really good guy to have around the group, so he'd be important. And who will be Essendon's next captain next year? Or you'd think Zach Merritt would be the front runner, Brownie. Very good, very good addition. Uh, what, what was your favourite? What was your favourite then, Joe? Uh, I liked um, Ross's you Windhager. Like, you like mine? No, <laughs> Windhager was very good. Who's the hitch of the wagon of the year or the caravan? Well, are we going to have an awards day next next week? The goeys count down top five. Next week we're going to have a bit of 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 a
not vision. Well, yeah, well, not, <laughs> not, not, not from not from your audience. So. Can you find can you find the Audio. worst one as well of each of us? I think Duck's nominated one of us um, throughout in all of us throughout the you whole. You know year. why? Because I'm a nice. I'm trying to be nice and yeah, pump well. you guys up. Yeah. And you haven't thought of anything, and we're, and you, and we're right in your vision. Triple M rocks footy. Well, stick that up there. For the gem, this is the Triple M Sunday Rub. Sydney up against Collingwood from the SCG. Our next guest is a premiership player at the Bulldogs. Then he went to Collingwood, retired after playing one game this year in round five. His name is Jordan Ruffhead. Uh, welcome to the Sunday Rub, Jordan. How do we find you, the AFLW assistant coach at the moment? What have you been doing outside that since you've left football? Uh, I've been keeping myself busy. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's um, it's weird. I've retired and somehow found myself more busy. Um, <laughs> going up to Sydney yesterday with the, the AFLW crew and had a good first hit out against uh, against the Swans and unfortunately um, the Pies were able to get over the line. But I think Sydney showed that they're as one of the expansion teams. They'll actually be probably stronger than um, what I was expecting. So that was a, a good result. And run around just before on the the SCG with the the VFL team. I was uh, I was a runner, so I was. Um, Trying to keep myself out of the way and not give free kicks away, um, and now I find myself sitting on the back of the bench. Um, I'll be behind uh, behind Fly um, and the rest of the coaching crew, um, just passing messages between the assistants and the players. Really, uh, doing a fine job, uh, Ruffy. That's for sure. Hey, late change for the Pies today. It's a big one. Trent Bianco comes in for the superstar Jordan to go. He's out with a hip flexor injury. Kel Brown, so a medical sub. What's been the story with uh, to this week, and how long is he out for? Uh, I'm not actually sure how long he's out for. I'm, I'm assuming it's only the the one week. He's um, yeah, just picked up a, a bit of a tight hip flexor through the week, and um, he's actually up here in Sydney. We, we anticipated that he would be playing, so he's uh, he's a last minute out. Um, unfortunately, we'll we'll lose a bit of drive through the midfield. He's a, a superstar player, but really confident that Trent will come in and uh, fulfil his role well, um, and hopefully can uh, contribute to a, another win today. And you've had the best seat in the house the last 10 or 11 weeks, Jordan, on the bench there watching all those close wins. How has it been from down there at the interchange bench? What's it like? Has it been, you know, up and about or been really calm on the bench? How's it been from your point of view? Oh, mate, I'd love to say it's been calm, but I'd be <laughs> absolutely fibbing. Um, the headset seems to heat up in the last quarter when games are close. So I wouldn't mind a bit of a margin today, so I think settle down a bit. But, I mean, you guys have been at, most of you guys have been at successful footy clubs in your journey, and you understand the excitement um, that comes with a, um, a string of wins, so we're just hoping that, uh, that we can carry the form we've had um, over the last yeah, 10 or 11 games, and I think the thing that it's, it's really helped us with is it's given us a belief that when games get tight, we, uh, we know our system really well and, um, and can, can really get the things done, the, the little things that contribute to, to just getting over the line in those tight games, and, uh, and as we know, finals are often uh, tight finishes as well, so hopefully it holds us in good stead for the back end of the year. As a defender, you would have known how hard it would have been last week. At one point, I think Melbourne had 30 more inside 50s against you. But how Murphy and Moore stood up unbelievably. You throw in a couple of other players, but they were the three mainstays down there. Uh, it wasn't as if Melbourne had shot after shot and kept missing. It was just that how Murphy and Moore kept turning the ball back the other way. Yeah, and I think that's the strength of our, our backline crew. Is that they're just unbelievable competitors. Um, I mean, the, the three you mentioned then, you, you throw... Braden Maynard, Jack Crisp, and, and Nick Dacos in his first year. Even John Noble. Um, those guys just, they'll, they'll fight tooth and nail to bring the footy to the ground and, and clear the D50. And they were able to do that incredibly well last week. Um, obviously, it's a tough task. I'm actually standing on the outside of the boundary line watching Buddy kick goals. And it's nice for me knowing that he's not going to kick six on me today. But that, that's the challenge for them. And um, we know that they're up to it. And obviously, heavily relying on our midfield to, to put a lot of pressure on and, and make their job as easy as possible. But 
those guys have stood up incredibly well for us for the majority of the year. You mentioned Nick Dacos, and I'd imagine that he's not being allowed to run around on his own today. Ryan Clark has done the job on multiple halfbacks this year, Bailey Dale, Sinclair, and he's been very, very good. Nick Dacos probably wouldn't have been tagged as an AFL player. Do you think there's a plan if he does get tagged and the run and carry isn't there that he might play in a different position today? Yeah, there's absolutely been conversations around that at the committee this week and plan put in place. Um, Nick's a, uh, a standout first-year player, obviously, and he's uh, well-equipped to, to deal with it. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's magnet. If, uh, if, if Ryan Clark able to get the, the better of him down back, his, his magnet may move around the board a little bit, but we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. Ruff, thanks very much for joining us. Good luck to the Pies today and then also the Magpies AFLW side for yourself. Thanks very much for having me on. Enjoy. Jordan Roughhead, Premiership player up there at the Bulldogs. So, uh, very good player he was too. Thought he was uh, struck down in the early, not the early part of his career, but only one game this year, retired against the Brisbane Lions after that game. Yeah, when he got to Collingwood, we thought, you know, that he was slowing down, but he played some terrific football for the Pies. He really held them steady. up. When, yeah, steady. Absolutely waited for a bit of the cavalry to come back into the side. And now he's retired. He's going to do some great things. AFLW kicks off in two weeks, I think Thursday week. So Collingwood taking on Carlton. So good luck to him. Looking forward to you calling that too, too Joey. Hey, yo, some great comments by Matthew Lloyd. What is Joey calling? Pardon? That's why I hitched me caravan to him. Yeah, you did. He calls everything. He'll be calling the Dapto Dogs. <laughs> what's your ultimate, Joe? What's the ultimate to call for? Away. Olympic what's games. On? Olympic games would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. 100 metre sprint. Yeah. Joey, <laughs> Joey McAvaney. Look at him. Basically, yeah, Dennis <laughs> Committee over here. Joey, hey. Could you come up with something different Joey. than 100 metre? <laughs> no. Okay. Why don't you give us a call? Oh, come on. You'd be very good at the shot put, I think. Um, with table tennis. Yeah. Hey, he looks like horse a call, race calling be his go-to. <laughs> yep. Very fascinating yeah, um, um, comments this morning by the Essendon champion, Matthew Lloyd, on, on St Kilda and Brett, Ritten, Brett Ratton's um, stubbornness in not allowing Max King um, to essentially outsource some goal-kicking uh, help. So he asked Matty Lloyd. The Saints said, no, mate, just stick with your program here. We've got Ruffy, etc. Uh, working with you again. Matthew Lloyd highlighted some technical flaws in his goal-kicking routine. Of course, he kicked 0-5 very costly against um, Brisbane on um, on Friday night. Matthew Lloyd said, this is how you can uh, fix him. Uh, but Rhett, Brett Ratton, adamant on Friday night after St Kilda's latest loss, that they don't need any outside goal-kicking help. I'll get your thoughts after this in a second. He won't be seeing anybody outside the club. He doesn't need to. We've got people with the skill set to keep working there. And as I said to you, it's not just all about the technical aspect. There's a, there's a mental aspect to it as well. So with goal kicking, it's a closed skill and there's different elements to it. So it's not just we bring somebody in and they you know, fix up the hand drop or anything like that. He hasn't got many flaws, but you know sometimes it can go against him. Seems crazy to me, Duck. Like, yeah, well, why wouldn't you get someone? If Matthew Lloyd is one of the best full forwards of all time, or yourself say, oh, I think I can help him with this, why wouldn't you get his help? Well, it is about all, all of those things. Uh, goal kicking compasses above the shoulders, which I think is 90%. Um, I think a lot of it is. And then the technical reasons. And and I watched the thing. I actually watched it on uh, on social media not about 10 minutes ago because I missed it on the footy show this morning, Brownie. And what Lloydie said is exactly right. When he leans back, you've got to have momentum going through the footy. All of those things that Lloydie pointed out, it's exactly right. So whoever is giving him those, uh, I go, I guess, lessons, and maybe this is the other thing that you've got to give Brett Ratton the benefit of the doubt here, Ross, because Max King at training might be doing all the right things. 
He might be actually kicking nine out of 10 in those situations going bang, bang, bang. So whoever's working with him, they're saying, oh, well, he's on. He should kick straight. And then he gets in a game and he can't execute it. So that to me means it's above the shoulders because once he gets into a game situation, he, he forgets what he's been doing at training. So you've got to give Brett Bratton the benefit of yeah. the doubt there. But if you are practicing 200 shots a week or maybe even more than that and you're having 1,000 shots over the course of a month, if you're practicing the wrong way and you're leaning back and you're not running in far enough, you're just going to be practicing No, but that's what I'm technique. saying, Brownie. I, w- I would argue, I would think Brett Ratton wouldn't make a comment like that if Max King was kicking the ball like so that. So they must training. know the numbers at training. They must are stacking know the, up. Are stacking so therefore, up. Therefore, his he, routine at training stacks up. He gets to a game. The result falls, apart. Okay. falls heavily I'll in his shoulder. I'll ask you, though, because you're a great kick. Uh, do you think his routine is correct? You've just said that what Lord I not, said. Not in a game, it's not. So you're saying in, that not, his not routine's on, different on, to on, training? On, yeah, his routine falls I, apart Brownie, under pressure. I, I don't know what his routine is at training. I don't know what he's doing at training. I'm, I'm giving Brett Ratton the benefit of the doubt, saying that whatever he's – he must be doing things right at training because he wouldn't be making those comments. But then he gets in a game – and for whatever reason, Falls his, apart. his technique is falling apart. And that, then it becomes the mind, which Correct. Ratton alluded to. Correct. So Ross, the only thing I would say is, sorry, sorry no, Joe Zico. No, you go, mate. Sorry. Um, King, whether it was a year ago or a year and a half ago, um, spoke about he reached out to Matty Lloyd because he coached him at Halebury. Yep, so he's did. got a foundation yeah, and a relationship. And if you think every AFL club now breaches connection and relationship and how important it is, if he's got that, then to stop that isn't congruent with that philosophy of connection and relationship because that's the foundation of coaching. So, And they stopped it, right? But I understand why. But AFL clubs have matured. You used to only be able to see their physios and their medical people, but now you can go to your own Cairo, but just inform the club. So maybe they could be a little bit more open-minded because either way you cut it, two years in from that, it's not being delivered upon and it costs them. We can dance around it. They would have won on Friday night, and if it and if it's a great like Matthew Lloyd offering his help, and I said this for free as well, and, and Max, you know, and, and or and or and Nick Rewalt offering their help in any way, whether it be forward craft, leading all of the leading patterns, all of those things, mm. you, you you can't not take that why help. Would you not be a, open a to it? And why? Yeah. And I mean that that to me that's derelict in your duties not to. Actually but just say, because you've been a great goal kicker doesn't mean you know how to teach, teach it. Correct. But, but if Lloydie, that gives them confidence David to do Whedon it, David went. Helped Lloydie at Essendon with his routine and kept it simple. So he's been through the process of being taught and what worked and simplifying what works for you. I think he could certainly bring that to the table. Mm. And and that's a now is, was Jared just a natural beautiful kick? Jared Rufford, who I think is working with him, who hadn't had to teach and didn't really get taught much himself. Probably unlikely he's that he didn't. But if he hasn't, then then you've got to teach someone. It's a different thing from doing it yourself to teaching and being an effective teacher. Hasn't Ruff moved more into the list management that, space, though? That's what he wants to do. Yeah. He wants to do more list management stuff. Hey, uh, we'll touch on something quickly. Geelong did a job on Gold Coast. The Suns were nowhere. Cat sees you by 60 points for East Stanley. Heard he's a doctor. Might miss a week or two with the bye. Hopefully getting back uh, for finals. Means the Cats are going to finish on top spot. The minor premiership. A lot of discussion about they're too old. They're going to fall off the cliff. They've proven everyone wrong uh, once again, Duck. Can I can I ask, should should we give more credit to the minor premiers than what we do in our game? I know, uh, we, no, I yeah, know we don't. We have this debate. Well, no, if we, you're EPL and you win yeah. it, it's a championship. Because we, we don't. That's we, not how we, we won. We lost the Granny in 98, but we were minor premiers. Yeah, so no. 
Yeah, I've also a minor premier as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's what I'm saying, Ross. Like, should there be more credit given to the minor premier? Not the way our game is. It's all about winning the premiership. Yeah. The, the discussion would be, well, you know, their finals record, can they get it done on the big dance at the big ground at the MCG? Chris Scott, these were very interesting comments from him in the press conference last night. He said, is there pressure? Yes, it is, and bring it on. What we've done is give ourselves a chance. Um, we're really optimistic that we can get better. And, you know, it's just a great position to be in where you actually feel a bit of the tension. We're, we're, we're embracing um, the, the pressure that's going to come our way. I'd much rather be in the arena with a chance um, than in a much more comfortable spot sitting in the back rows watching everyone else. More comfortable, but not as exhilarating. Favourite press comment comment of the year, that one. I like Chris that. Scott. I yeah, like that. Yeah. And yeah. when you said everyone jumped off, well, I'm not sure I did, Josie. No, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. I've been a Chris Scott man and Geelong man. There's a lot of people saying that it's Geelong's to lose. I, I don't subscribe to that theory. They can be no. beaten on any given day. So they, last, Where do you beat them? Year, so the, what's the chink in the armour, I think Brandon? the midfield. I think the midfield, uh, they, they're not sure who their ruck setup is. Obviously, uh, their number one ruck when Reece Stanley was injured last night. So they've got a few who roll through there. Um, but I think they're great in their forward half of the ground. Defensively, I don't think there's anybody better, but I worry about their midfield. You worry Joey. about the combination of Selwood, Dangerfield, Blitzarves, Guthrie, I'm worried Atkins about the Parfitt. pace. My if you gosh. Can get them if that's the pace, weakness in Geelong, boy, oh boy. It's not a weakness. I'm just saying <laughs> that I don't think you can get them in the defensive end or the forward end, mm. so you have to try and beat them in the midfield. Yeah. You have to control the football, but the and front you have end, to have pace the back end them. in AFL footy zone is good as the midfield. Yeah, they're mm. mid And Carlton have proven that. Yeah. We, we hate to go against one of Holmes and fellow close, members, but we are. close, Atkins, those guys, they've made a power difference yeah. for this no, team. We'll, just give, we'll, give, we'll give them the, we'll give them the cut. Them. No, we'll give them the cut. We'll just hand it over. There you go, Joel. Still Here it is. It, but it's theirs to lose. Absolutely <laughs> it is. They are by far the best well, team in the competition. Tom Lynch oh, is I think they can be gotten by pace. That's all I'm saying. I think they're, I think they're, they're actually a quick team now with Stengel and, and, and Holmes and Close. And all right, give guys. them the stall gift as well. <laughs> They've got the soul gift, they've got the cup, everything's going swimmingly down at Geelong, Ross, isn't it? Oh, that is it's going beautifully. Minor he's, premiers. He's got to be the coach of the year, Chris Scott. I don't think he's ever won it, but he, that is uh, his, I would have got thought. 45 seconds, Joe. Yes. Uh, also, there's a concussion issue around Jed Anderson, who copped the head knock um, in that game yesterday against Adelaide, sort of stumbled off. The doctors didn't initially see some of the con- concussion symptoms at first. He went back on, then he came off and was subbed out uh, for the game. I think the AFL was part of that and uh, was cleared it. I don't think there's a bit of an issue. They just he sort of stumbled behind nice. the cats are a bit back. like duck at the moment. The best fire lighters, you know, yes. the best <laughs> oh, listeners, you know what, yes. the just quickest boxing the best commentator. Back Brownie, in. Brownie, yeah. Brownie, 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 I've never said any of those things. Shut up! The foot is on Triple M. Triple M rocks footy.